Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, I read an interesting opinion piece in the Irish Independent by the journalist Larissa Nolan, where she talks about the No Excuses media campaign. I'm sure you've heard it on both radio and TV. Uh, These are the advertisements, obviously, that there is no excuses for rape or sexual assault and how she simply can't uh, see the justification for the Department of Health spending a million euro on these ads. Now, I'm going to speak to Larissa in a minute. Before I do, let me just read out a little piece of the article for you to give you a sense of what it's about. She says... We see a woman, a woman exercising in a park as a pervert looms and grabs her, leering, uh, telling her he was just admiring the view. An old fellow watching on a nearby bench laughs it off as some sort of mating ritual, his eyes darting around shiftily. Uh, sure, he's probably harmless enough, says the fella. He reasons as the woman flees in fear. Uh, the pair follows her into the woods. This isn't the real world, says Larissa, who in all seriousness believes, or really believes, this kind of attack is societal, uh, societally approved. Rape and sexual assault is the most serious crime after murder. It has always been so. Young women should be told explicitly this kind of behaviour is a criminal offence and is completely unacceptable. It's a matter for Angarda Shea Sexual harassment is also against the law. The current No Excuses advertisement reminds me of an updated version of the Victorian maiden tale or maiden tied to the railway tracks screaming for help with her salvation dependent on a man's response. Is this really what women want to be viewed as now? Is being assumed vulnerable with no autonomy, the weaker sex, a win? In other words, what she's saying is it has the opposite effect of actually protecting women and more or less suggesting that every man should be at their beck and call. I think that's more or less what she's saying. And she joins me on the air. Larissa. Hello, Niall. How are you getting on? Nice to talk to you. Now, Larissa, I for one thought as a woman, I hear my stereotyping women, that you would be delighted to see an ad, anything at all, that helps in, I suppose, tackling or combating this problem of sexual assault and rape and more serious crime of rape. I thought you would be delighted as a woman for that, but I'm stereotyping you, am I? Well, obviously, they are very, very serious uh, crimes. As I was saying in the piece there, second only uh, to murder in anybody's eyes and has been so for centuries and centuries, as far back as you can remember. Um, of course, when there's a serious social issue, it's great to see a campaign um, for that social issue or a, that aims to um, uh, target it, but not when the ads themselves or the whole context or the, the whole belief system around them uh, are actually completely counterproductive. There's not one person that I've met who's seen those ads, male or female, and lots of people have mentioned them to me, actually, just in passing, and especially since the article, Nobody supports them, not even not people who would be very, uh, you know, as I am myself, by the way, um, mm-hmm. against any kind of sex crimes, as I would be. I've spoken before about my own experience of, of them. So I know exactly how terrible it is and what an effect it leaves. But I would say that nobody across the board agrees with these ads because of the way they essentially scold, especially the second round. You've probably seen the first round. Of I mean, well, the, well, the, the one you're talking about there, is that from the first round? The guy sitting yeah, the first, in the bench? The, the, one yeah. we, the one that's out now is the one we're all seeing at the moment. By the way, we're all spending, we're, our taxpayers' money of one million euro is spent. Well, well, let, let's, let's deal with the, the one that you mentioned at the, that I mentioned at the start of the, of the piece there. Okay? Yeah. So we see this yeah. woman, she's exercising in the park and this guy kind of grabs her and says, I was just admiring the view. And the L fella sitting away on the bench is going, he just thinks this is a girlfriend, boyfriend, situation or the way people flirt with each other and sure you know he's asher ah, he's probably harmless enough but yeah, isn't, well. isn't there a case it, it could be argued where 
a guy or indeed a woman, by the way, they could have had a woman sitting on the park bench as well, sees something and we kind of wash it off as, ah, she should be up every ground. Whereas well, maybe we should were... be more proactive. Well, if that's what they were trying to say, I, I, it's my view that they could have done it in a much better way. Because what I'm getting from that ad, when I look at it, if I was to come with new eyes uh, looking at that ad, what I'd see is, oh, look, you have a society here whereby the average person, the normal response to seeing what we see in that ad is a girl exercising, bending over in exercise gear and a man looming up behind her. You'd get the fright of your life. Anyone would. Grabs her uh, and then she tells him to get away. He persists. She runs off down uh, away and he scurries after her. Now, that is completely abnormal and completely unacceptable. And it really is not the norm. And the nation shouldn't be told that the normal response of our nation is scolded by saying, uh, you hold this up, and the normal reaction, or the average guy on a bench who's looking on at that, will laugh and say, uh, by the way, uh, darting his eyes around uh, in, I think, some sort of uh, effort at being, yeah. you know, being shifty, that on some level he knows, but he's not going to bend. And he's kind anything. of agreeing with us. Like, it's, it's, it's all right. Uh, yes. So it's like, we're all, we are all, the, the idea that we're being told by these ads, it's an ideology that we're, we're being fed here. And that's why I think it's state propaganda. I, I know, I do, I do agree with you in a sense that I do believe that some of these ads can vilify men in general. Don't, don't get me wrong, there are men out there who are shifty. I, and, and to give you an example, I remember many years ago, I was working in a nightclub going back about 10 or 15 years ago. And there was a girl celebrating her 18th birthday and she was beside the DJ box. I was the DJ in the night. And at the end of the night, it was like three o'clock in the morning and she was hammered drunk. And I mean hammered. Uh, she couldn't even put the bottle to her mouth anymore. She was so drunk. And her friends had all abandoned her. And I noticed as the nightclub was kind of clearing out, a lot of young lads, you know, 18, 19 year olds were kind of swarming around her like bees. So mm. I just come out of the DJ box and said, lads, get lost. I called one of the doormen over and said, listen, can we get her home? So one of the doormen and his colleague brought her home, right? And mm-hmm. and he went with another colleague just to have somebody as a witness, et cetera, et cetera. And her father was absolutely delighted that they brought her home. But that's generally the reaction of men, I find, or the men I certainly I know, wouldn't allow that to happen. Now, I understand these guys were around her like bees, as I say, because there are men out there, and young lads particularly, who will take advantage of a girl who might have a few drinks. I'm not suggesting they want to rape her or anything like that, but they would certainly yeah. take advantage of a situation. A situation they might like think the inhibitions are lower. I, 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 know, I, know, I know what you're saying. And, and we've already moved on to deciding that that's rape, by the way, that if, if people who are both drunk will say in a bar... Um, decide, oh, we're all kind of after having a few drinks here now um, and we'll maybe, maybe we'll get a chance to hook up. I think to, to say that a man can do that and that a woman can't, uh, in my view, uh, that's... Because you know, we're essentially saying women are not allowed to get drunk to anymore. Well, that, it, it's that... saying that we don't have agency and, and, and so on and, and so forth. Although, that said, in the last couple of years, I think there'd be very, very few men who would, um, who would actually volunteer for that now at this stage um, because we have actually gone into a into an era whereby a woman can't be picked up uh, or they're they're deemed unable to consent at all, even with a couple of drinks. And I certainly know myself personally that I want to be able to go out to a bar and have a couple of drinks without a man telling me, you know, like something out of a Victorian novel, that he he, he wants to wait until I'm able to make a conscious decision about whether I want to uh, go home with him or not uh, if I've had, you know, three bottles of Heineken. Um, mm. I personally find that to be a step back for feminism and for, for women's well, autonomy. Well, this is when we changed the laws going back about a year and a half ago when we took out this line of the law, which was, what was it, reasonable consent or reasonable... Um, what was what was the definition? What was the the word that the line we took? Uh, I, I, do you know something? I have it in the in the in the back of my mind, but I know exactly I, the the specific part of law that 
Uh, yeah. There was a reasonable belief. Re- reasonable, a reasonable belief, yes, that he had consent. A reasonable assumption or belief that he had consent. That line was taken out uh, mm. of the legislation, which basically essentially meant that you don't have any reasonable assumption that, it, you know, no means no, which we all agree with. But no also means no if you believe that the woman might be a little bit drunk and didn't wasn't rightfully able to say no. Yeah, well, the modern portion of, of, of modern feminism, and when I say modern, I mean in the last two or three or four years only, um, has been towards promoting absolute, or the promise, should I say, of absolute protections uh, over freedoms, which is something that I've always, always rejected because, as the great uh, feminist Jermaine Greer has always said, was that there is no such thing as absolute security unless you're living in, an, in, a, in a maximum security prison. Um, and so if you, if, you, if you arrange society to ensure that I'm always protected at every time, well, then I might as well be living in maximum security I, but, but, yeah, but, but if we look over the last few weeks in particular, of course, you know, we have seen many protests around the world in relation to the safety of women. I mean, what do you say to all those women who are protesting, you know, who are standing up and out on streets and what have you with placards saying they want the police to do more to protect them, they want society to do more to protect them, even the suggestion that men should have a curfew of a certain time if anything happens in an area. I mean, what do you say to all those women? I, I think that when you start, um, that's okay. There's a few bits to 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 pick pick apart there, right? So the the, the first one is that I can understand the reaction uh, and the emotion emotional reaction that you would have to that hor- particularly horrendous uh, tragedy. We had our own um, an Irish girl um, a couple of years back, Jill Marr, as well, which caused massive uh, pain and outrage and upset in here Australia, in Ireland. Yes, yeah. She was in Australia, so I can understand when that happens to a young girl. It, it rightly so leads to. Um, a, a, a public outcry and I'm actually glad to see that people um, still feel like that about you know sometimes we, we go so uh, so far on in society you wonder do these things get normalised I'm glad they don't because they are still extremely extremely rare uh, thank, thank God um, but I would say that you know while I understand it's coming now from an, emo- an emotive place um, it's the, you, you can't make laws um, that, that to fit everyday life um, you can't make them from no. You can't make you, you can't make the world a perfectly safe place. No more. By the way, for women or men, I mean, I I would have not only told my daughter, but my son. You know, don't walk to home at certain streets at night, and that's not victim blaming. By the way, if anything happens, what that is is using common sense. Yeah, but and also, I mean, just to kind of understand the the, the level of of risk that instead of you know kind of worrying about it out, out of proportion. I mean, that's an, that was an extraordinary event, a, tra- a tragic event, but it was extraordinary. Absolutely. So we can't make laws around extraordinary events. But the other part of that is just around the, the liberty issue is we start turning around and saying, oh, we should lock all men up then because women might as well be locked up because we can't go out the door. But you can go out the door. And I do, I live in the inner city, uh, and uh, you know, and I do go out the door. I'm, all, I'm, I'm always conscious. Are you worried um, as a woman? I mean, when I hear a lot of women saying they don't feel safe and, and look at the statistics of women who say they don't feel safe, when you go out the door, when you walk around, I mean, I don't know where you're walking or where, where your local area I'm areas. in the inner city. I'm in the south inner city. When, you know, okay, do you it's, feel it's, unsafe? It's, it's difficult enough around, around here where, where I live. Um, I think that I would always be walking around with an awareness. And I always have done since I've walked home from, you know, nightclubs or bars. So I, I always that kind of sense of awareness. Do you get, do you get leery you know, comments or do you get, you know, male leery comments? Never. I, I never I never did. And I don't, I'm actually not, not quite sure <laughs> why that is. <laughs> okay. I'm actually wondering now at this stage. But, um, 
Ah, oh, no, look at I me. Mean, I think everybody, either male, female, someone has shouted something to them on the street at some point. And um, perhaps I don't really pay much attention to what other people did. I, you know, I spent a lot of time in New York and there's people who go around the place singing at the tops of their voices and, and, and shouting and asking you to come here and do there. I mean, that, that, that brings me back to what I was talking about two weeks ago in relation to wolf whistling, which is was kind of in the news about two weeks ago. And they wanted to make it a criminal offence. So, and by the way, I, I don't, I've never wolf whistled as a woman in my life. But if somebody did wolf whistle at you, do you believe it should be a criminal offence? I would actually personally love if someone wolf whistled at me now because I'm in my 40s. So the fact that I'm more upset now by the fact that somebody mightn't wolf whistle at me ever again. It's funny you should bring that up because I was walking up a lane there off Camden Street the other day and there was a couple of lads on a building site and for some reason I looked up at one of them and he said to me, how are you? And I said to him, how are you? I said, I'm actually delighted. I said, well, a builder is after actually saying something to me. I thought that wasn't allowed anymore. And he said, I thought it wasn't allowed for you to talk to me anymore. So we, we actually had an, uh, a, a mutual a, a understanding. Funny, a, a yeah. funny little moment there. Okay, but, but, uh, okay, no, but getting really back get very that. quickly before I finish, in relation to this, the No Excuses uh, yes. advertising campaign, they spent a million uh, euro on this, these particular ads. There's a, for people who don't remember, there's another one where there's a young girl and she's drunk on the ground and a guy comes over to ask her if she's all right. And, yes. and I think by the leery look on his face, it's to kind of suggest that maybe he might be looking to take her somewhere else and do something to her. Although we don't find that out in the ad. We're, we're no. kind of to assume that. So that ties in with what somebody says here in a text. Uh, the no excuses ads are not reality based. It's an yeah. anti-male propaganda which does women no favours at all. Would you yeah, well, that? that's, that's pretty much my view on it. And also, I think it's really bad just for both women and men. Um, because it encourages us to think bad-mindedly about everything, but that, that every interaction could potentially be uh, harassment or could go further than that. So, for example, there you, you just gave the example of the girl with the, with the guy coming up to her in the street saying, are you okay? Our mind there by that ad is being trained into thinking that if a person asks you that, they have bad But he does have a shifty look you. on his face and he kind of looks around to see if anybody's... Well, maybe he's looking around for different Well, what about reasons? the woman? Hang on a minute. What, there's another ad there of that series that I thought was awful. Um, where there's a woman comes into in, into an office. There's a young lad uh, at a, a computer. She comes up and she uh, puts her hand on his shoulder and she says, "So, cause, you know, they're trying to make women into sexual harassers as well uh, by this ad campaign." Well, I, think that's a, I think the whole idea of that is equality, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just that's a token message that everybody yeah. can see. However, you know, this woman looks like somebody's friendly aunt who yeah. comes in and is maybe a little bit over friendly and puts her hand on the shoulder. Now, I wouldn't like if somebody because I don't particularly like people touching me for no reason. I wouldn't like that over familiarity personally. But the, 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 the guy, you know, the young guy who's supposed to be the trainee freezes uh, like in some kind of pathological dread as if he hasn't got the basic uh, assertive techniques that would get him into the work experience job in the first place to say, would you get your hand off my shoulder, please? Or even just move. Like, you know, you don't need to go, that's sexual harassment. Uh, you know, that this is a terrible violation of, of my person. You know, you can just move your shoulder and the woman will get it and never do it again. Like, there are way, way... I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, if somebody doesn't want to be touched, that's fair enough in any shape or form, maybe, yeah. maybe on the shoulder or on the hip or whatever it happens to be. But it, have we got to a point in society? Society has changed, obviously, since I was a young man. When I was a young man, people touched each other more. They hugged each other more. Or they embraced each other more. Or they might have put their hand on somebody's shoulder when they were looking over their shoulder at a computer screen. If we did have computer screens in those days... Our typewriters would have been more more, 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 more the thing, but I mean, have we changed as a society? That is there. I mean, when, when I say you know somebody puts their hand on your shoulder, 
I don't necessarily assume that every man that puts his hands on a woman's shoulder or every woman that puts her hands on a man's shoulder has some sort of sexual intent. They might be just a touchy-feely person. Do you remember that old thing that some people were, oh, he's a bit touchy-feely or she's oh, sure, a bit touchy-feely. Biden. Joe Biden got that. Do you remember he, yeah. like, he made the mistake of snipping someone's hair and, and next thing That's suddenly he's weird. like the worst in the That's world. This is a bit weird, isn't it? But in fairness, he, he, he was, hair. It was a little bit strange, all right. But, I mean, but the thing is, I mean, this whole thing seems to be about fostering uh, distrust between the sexes and distrust between people and I think that you get into not just um, you know being anti-man or, or, or there you get into you know um, uh, anti-people misanthropy you're, you know you're, you're gone into like actually finding other people at massive a, a, a clear and present danger I mean it doesn't have to be like that as I said there a minute ago right I'm really not fond of people touching me I don't, I'm not a hugger I was delighted when handshakes were gone and kisses were gone in COVID. That was one thing I was like, that's great. I don't like when you're in a bar and someone puts their hand, you know, this thing where people put their hand on your waist to move past you. Oh, that yeah, just yeah. Makes me, that makes me cringe and the hair stand up in the back yeah. of my neck. I know I'm probably... Or shaking hands right? with people with sweaty hands. <laughs> I, I, just, I, 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 prefer, I prefer no physical touch if I can get away with it. That's, right, that's yeah. really it, right? However, and that's okay. Yeah, but I wouldn't turn around and start, you know, screaming uh, harassment at somebody who... Who, you know, in, in a way, that, that's just normal human interaction, especially in a work environment. If somebody put their hand on your shoulder or something like that and you felt it was too close, there are other ways of dealing with it. You just, body language, like people in general understand if somebody kind of looks at them a bit sharply. Yeah, or you shrug them back, off or you just shrug yeah, them off. Yeah, It's done. Yeah. That's all that needs to be done. No bigger issue needs to be made of it. But this just seems to be in order to train people into seeing you know, even if it's not visible by the naked eye that, you know, there is... There's something you know, going there on in the background, yeah. yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, you might know what it is, but we'll train you what it is. But I think that's actually uh, very damaging to human relations. All right, well, listen, again, thank you very much indeed, uh, Larissa. It's a very interesting article. I had a good read of it, by the way, and it's in the Irish Independent. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Uh, Larissa Nolan, if you want to have a look at the article, it's in the Irish Independent, uh, and it's Larissa Nolan, No Excuses Media Camp. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.